All right, welcome back to the Fancy Jacket edition of Miserable and Reckless. As always, I'm Logan's in here with Dustin, Ryan, and Morgan. We have a special guest today, so I'm going to cut to the chase and throw it over to Dustin to introduce this week's guest on Miserable and Reckless, Fancy Jacket edition. Yeah, well, we want to have a big Fancy Jacket welcome for our buddy Brett. Brett and I go back many, many years um, to our early, early young, 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 young professional days. Um, we're roommates at one time, hung out a lot, have spent a lot of time together since have since had children, um, and crossing those barriers together. Um, the fancy jacket reference, which you'll hear all throughout the rest of this program, it comes from my bachelor trip when Brett told us we all had to wear fancy jackets to dinner one night. And we did. Um, and he never heard the end of it because it wasn't necessary, but we did look good. Um, we got that going for us. Brett's also uh, one hell of a chef and grill master. I've eaten a lot of his food over the years, much more than I could ever uh, even begin to dream of or pay him back for um, some good stuff. He's also promised to take us on a barbecue trail of Kansas City at some point when we make a trip out there. Um, and, you know, he's he's got a strong Kentucky connection, and you'll hear a little bit more about that here in a little bit. So, well, uh, Brett, welcome. Glad to be here, guys. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen a lot of your faces. I was actually talking with my folks today. Said I don't think I've seen Morgan or Logan since uh, Dustin's wedding. Ryan, we we got to see each other a couple times over COVID, but uh, since the move back to Kansas, it's uh, been a little hard to uh, uh, not. It's been it's been difficult not seeing your faces. So uh, glad to be here. Welcome oh yeah, man. Yeah, man. Welcome. <clears throat> so as always, for all of our listeners that uh, all 13 of you that listen every week, we like to start things off with the good, the bad and the ugly. So, uh, you know, I'm going to throw it over to our esteemed guest today. Brett, if you want to kick things off. Sure. Um, well, we'll start with the good, man. Um, so I've moved, as I said, back to Kansas and um, we're, we're in the process of transitioning jobs um, for me. And I'm Got a few irons in the fire, um, uh, which is nice to have. Uh, it's it's kind of it's nice to have people sending you messages, being like, "Hey, we want to interview you," and you didn't even really apply for the job. Um, it's 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 nice to be loved. Um, that's the best way to put it. Um, the bad is, uh, God. Um, so my wife Christina got uh, in a car accident, got hit by a teenage driver who had her license a grand total of three weeks. Um, and it was one of those accidents where when people looked at the photos, they were like, how in the hell did this happen? Like she lost just this girl lost total control of her car, taking a turn way too fast, um, and clipped her. Everybody's fine. You know, it's, it's, it is what it is. Um, you know, the car's not totaled, but it's one of those things where you get to deal with, uh, other people's insurances and, um, you know, in one breath, um, a company that I'm not going to say, but has Dennis uh, Haysbert as their uh, slogan person. Um, you're not really in good hands with them. Um, let's just put it that way. Um, and uh, they have been uh, kind of screwing with my body shop, basically saying, oh, we're not going to pay for those kind of parts and, and things like that. And they've been trying to be nice and, and do what is asked, but you know, they've gone through three bumpers that have all been cracked when they've shipped them. Uh, so it feels like tomorrow they're going to find out 
uh, that, you know, there are some privileges that I get when you admit total fault, things like, mm, I don't know, a rental car for free. And uh, I might be driving a charger for the next couple of days. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> you know, there's you a little not thing take that turned too fast. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little thing that uh, when uh, your car gets hit, you know, technically they're supposed to replace your child's safety seat. You know, they could have been nice and just done the the things that we um, what we wanted, but they didn't. So yeah, uh, the ugly. Uh, I know this isn't a political podcast, but um, I'm going to say the speech last night. Um, I had a few glasses of bourbon, and DeBerry knows what that means. Where I only had <laughs> two, um, but you know they're very strong pores. So that's my good, bad, and the ugly. The highball glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had two cups. <laughs> All right, Morgan, take it away. Good, the bad, the ugly. Brett, it's good, good to hear that uh, everyone's okay from that accident, buddy. I'm, oh. I'm glad. Uh, Thank you. I'll start, start off with my good. As of today, I'm proud to report both kids are back to being healthy, as well as the wife. So everyone in the Irby house is happy, healthy, and somewhat rested. Uh, Saul arrested. Although Bridget's still doing her waking up at three o'clock, wanting some some food, but hey, we'll get we'll get past that. Uh, great, made finally made plans to go back home and and see my mom uh, next weekend with the family, and uh, she and her friend are going to watch the little ones while I take the wife out to uh, dinner Saturday night. Be our first little getaway since Bridget was born back in December. So we're really looking forward to that. And my ugly, it is my first time going back home since the uh, Irby house was sold back in October. So uh, last time I was in town was helping packing up that house that I grew up in and lived in for 18, 18 years. So hopefully I don't take the wrong turn and go down the wrong driveway. So that's I didn't have a bad as a good, great, and ugly this time. All right, Ryan, you're up. All right, uh, Morgan. It's interesting that that was your good. Um, I actually had a chance to go away and uh, see my mom today, so that was a good thing. Um, we were able to sit out on the porch, and so that was cool. Um, weather for it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just had a couple minor things for this week that I took note of. Uh, the Mile Zero Festival started yesterday. Um, that's kind of a cool. Uh, that's kind of a cool festival. I'd like to get to that someday down in Key West, kind of like a, a singer songwriter Texas Dirt kind of thing. Not completely my speed, but uh, how can you go wrong with a festival in Key West? Maybe we can talk about like Southern festivals at some point in the future or something like that. There's a whole rack of them. Um, Tommy Rhett's album is out tomorrow, so that's exciting. And then I took note of this, uh, the Josh fight. Do you guys, I think you guys had, we texted about this this week. Yeah, it's all right. Yes. <laughs> Hundreds of people with pool noodles met in Lincoln, Nebraska to determine who was the, uh, the overall like greatest Josh in the world. They all had the last name or the first name Josh. And apparently along the way, somehow, I'm not sure of all the particulars, they raised money for Children's Hospital of Omaha and they declared a four-year-old to be the, like the main, the main, uh, the main Josh and uh, apparently people have started to like now help him with like a college fund. So <laughs> I just thought that that was kind of a cool, uh, good of the week. 
Uh, my sad, my sad is uh, today, I found out earlier today, as Dale Sr.'s 70th birthday today, if he has. Wow. So happy birthday, Dale. And uh, the guys are holding up three fingers. <laughs> and uh, only because you said it, Brett, um, and I know we've talked about this in the past, I heard a funny reference to apparently the whole burgers, taking away your burgers thing. Uh, the term for that is plantifa, <laughs> which I thought was. I thought that was a great term. <laughs> uh, so I figured that's a, that's an easy joke, but then, yeah. uh, and then the absurd was over the weekend. And I texted the guys about this. I found something called the U S open of pickleball championships on CBS sports. I've never seen the sport before in my life. And they just put a pickleball court actually in, in our community. I had no clue what it was. And we were watching this. It's, I feel like the name of the tournament was the men's U S open pickleball championships powered by Margaritaville, because that's how they came back from every commercial break. Margaritaville couldn't have been a bigger sponsor. I just, apparently they have resorts and condos and cottages and they have a 55 and better in quotes community. <laughs> I had no clue that Margaritaville was so involved all of a sudden, but um, apparently they're sponsoring pickleball or whatever pickleball. And it's basically like badminton and ping pong. It's, it's ridiculous. If you're going to, it's, it's an it. old person sport. My, well, uh, Logan, Logan, and I's mama told us about it. Apparently, it's getting wildly popular in our hometown with all the old folks. Oh. There's a chain of restaurants in Kansas City called Chicken and Pickle, and uh, apparently, it's it's huge. And I forgot there was a UFC fighter out of of Kansas City who challenged Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and uh, Travis Kelsey to a pickleball championship here in Kansas city. Um, I still don't understand it. Um, I mean, people can tell me that it's ping pong and Batman, but I'm with Ryan. I don't get it. Um, <laughs> but the Margaritaville, uh, retirement communities, um, if I could forge my age on, uh, uh <laughs> you know, to get in, I would do that in a heartbeat. The closest one is Lake of the Ozarks. Um, the different redneck Riviera um, in in uh, mid Missouri. They they bought out the old Tantara Resort and it's become Margaritaville retirement community. It's it's awesome. Based on all the commercials, there's like old people jumping in the pool. They all have like fruity drinks that nobody ever really drinks. At least in my opinion, I'm I'm more of the Brett. Uh, just fill the highball glass up with something dark. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the commercials are great. Or Jen. Yeah, we're yeah, pulling a, a airplane bottle of gin out of your sock at the end of the night while we're watching Friday Night Lights. Hey. <laughs> or in the bar, in the um, college piano bar. That's very on brand for me. <laughs> that was it. My good, my sad, and my absurd. <laughs> All right, I'm throwing it over to the elder D-Berry. Dustin, take it away. Good, the bad, and the ugly. Sure. Uh, well, good. Brett being on the program this week, that's an obvious good. It's going to be great to have him. Can't wait to hear those. Uh, another good, uh, my daughter, This uh, just a couple of days ago, she did her best run Swanson at daycare and uh, refused oatmeal for breakfast, but ate her bacon or her sausage and eggs. I was very proud. She is advanced. <laughs> very, very wanted all that in the app. Um, also good. Got my second COVID shot on Sunday and had no issues. My arm was a little sore. Other than that, I mean, I was a little, um, but I, it was also from the trip. So I 
I'm very grateful. I didn't well, have issues like a lot you know, of people have. You know what they say, right? The younger you are, the more symptoms you had. So that just means you're getting kind of old. <laughs> so I take offense scenario, to that. Because uh, it, it, it knocked me out for about 18 hours to the point that Christina wanted to take me to the hospital. I was shaking so bad with, with chills. And it looked like I damn near peed the bed from all the sweat that came out of my body. Well, my wife got her second one today. Wednesday. Good luck. (laughs) So far, so good on Jenny. We'll see what happens the rest of the night. But, yeah, I'm happy about it. Uh, I'm grateful for it. Uh, Bad, you know, as everyone knows, it wasn't last week. I was in North Carolina with my brother and family last week, taking me down there to see everybody. Uh, Last hour of the drive home from North Carolina was. Uh, a challenge um, and he was just ready to be out of the car and so I was like trying to be like all right we're gonna get there I had to stop about 25 minutes outside of town just to like get her out of the seat and let her feel like all right I'm out of here but I was like you gotta go back in we got a little bit further to go so overall she did great but that last hour was a bit of a challenge ugly is the cookout tray uh, I stopped on the drive back at cookout Went through drive through, picked up some food, and it was seven dollars and twenty seven cents. What happened? I, I remember when the cookout tray was four ninety five, yeah. and that was like if you upgraded the tea or to the milkshake or whatever. So I could not believe it, and I think that's pretty ugly that the cookout tray is up to seven twenty seven. Look, I'll set next week. <laughs> I'll second you on that one because when I first moved to Raleigh as a freshman at NC State in 2012, it was four dollars and ninety six cents. You'd scrounge change together, pay with a five dollar bill, and you get all that food. Now it's almost eight bucks. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. I was blown away. I had been to cookout in a while, but yeah, yeah. time time to cancel them. All right, I guess that leaves me next. So good. Um, I mentioned it a few weeks ago on this show. Um, this upcoming Saturday, uh, the, Peter Millar is putting on this uh, charity golf tournament for that's raising money for a leukemia foundation. My company is one of the sponsors for it. And because of the sponsorship level that we're at, we got to uh, submit a team of four players for the Super Bowl tournament, of which I am one. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun this weekend. Uh, so it'll be a, a good uh, day with good weather full of beers the bros and a little bit of golf so that uh that i'm looking forward to that uh bad is eric church's second album that he released soul um heart i'm gonna sum it up the way that some, my friends over at farce the music twitter page summed it up the first release that album heart was yeah soul was meh that i mean it just it sounded all right but lyrically it's thin and some of the songs just like you could tell that it, he wrote it in one day. We were kind of praising him last week for writing it in one day and recording one day. Today, you can kind of tell the second record he wrote the song in one day and recorded it in one day and not in a good way. It just wasn't that good. Um, and, you know, I really don't have an ugly this week, so it's just my good and bad. I, I expect more out of Chief than what we got on Soul, save for two or three songs. Maybe you should have bought and. <laughs> yeah, I probably, well, I used to be a church choir member, but that got a little expensive uh, when I had more bills kind of hit me. So I had to cut out some unnecessaries. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, so moving into the weekend look ahead, what do you guys have going on? Well, I'll get it out of the way. We cover the same two things, at least I do, every 
every week. <laughs> Next <NASCAR>. topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did, I did find this funny. Uh, by twist of fate, the NASCAR race this weekend is in Kansas. It's at Kansas Speedway in uh, Kansas City, Kansas. So I can say that it's a safe bet that Harvick, Hamlin, or Logano will win since they uh, seem to always win there. It's pretty much kind of ridiculous. Uh, I did notice this fun fact about Kansas Speedway. It's hosted the barbecue competition of the American Royal, which is a livestock horse and rodeo show with a barbecue competition on top. So that sounds actually pretty awesome. I'm thinking that maybe in October or November, we need to get out there for the American Royal. Ryan, let me explain something to you. It's not just a barbecue competition. It is the World Series of Kansas City Barbecue Society uh, competition. It is the granddaddy. You win the American Royal, you are king for the year. That's that's to be invited into it. Um, it is the best of the best throughout the entire United States uh, competing in the, the Kansas City Barbecue Society's um, judging platform. I know that uh, you guys will have to bring me in for a, a barbecue discussion on the different uh, aspects of, of Kansas City versus Memphis competitions and, and all that stuff. Uh, I am a Kansas City Barbecue Society certified judge. So pretty, pretty <laughs> awesome. I just, I, this is, this is one of those things that I find out about and it just immediately goes on the list. I'm like, I, I have to go now find out what this is all about. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, we don't need to cover the standings. I'll just for NASCAR, I'll say Kyle Bush is winless. We'll keep it at that. Uh, Dustin, we have a big game that you don't care about on Sunday. Duke and Carolina are playing Sunday for the ACC title and men's lacrosse. Duke's number two, Carolina's number three. Uh, Terps are are still undefeated. So expect a bunch of texts you don't care about, um, on Sunday afternoon, right in the (laughs) middle of the race. Now, now, Ryan, will they be cradling their their balls and playing with their sticks? Is that generally how lacrosse is played? <laughs> yes, that's correct. Well, hitting other men with their sticks. Yeah. Oh, okay. That didn't really make it sound any better. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the point. Yeah. Logan, that's what they're doing, Chapel Hill. Yeah. Morgan, you're just mad. You're just mad because Virginia Tech doesn't have a men's team. <laughs> Yeah, they do a pretty damn good. We got better do. things to do than play uh, with other kids' sticks, man. We uh... <laughs> they do have a pretty good women's team. Virginia Tech does, and Carolina's women's team hasn't lost in like uh, since 2012 or something ridiculous. I'm actually, gonna pay a little bit more attention to their baseball team. They actually have a good team this year. Uh, they did get swept by the Wolfpack. Just got to throw that out there for a second. We're gonna. Wolfpack does have a good team too. So that's it. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We'll save the anchor topic for what's really going on this weekend. What do you guys have going on? Same as usual. We'll try to clean. Won't get much done probably. <laughs> I love that this is just what you're going to say every week. I'm going to try to clean, hang out with my kids. <laughs> maybe, maybe bit bath and beyond. I'm not sure if I have enough time. Uh, when the pool opens up, you'll be more interesting. For the, for those who don't know, Morgan is the mayor of his community, and he it, he goes out to the pool and like he's just the guy like greeting everyone. He's got his fancy jacket on and he's just enjoying his day. Like that summertime, Morgan, y'all get a little taste of that. Hoa, Irby. <laughs> <laughs> I 
guess to finish it out, everyone being on brand, I'm playing golf this weekend. So, <laughs> shocking. Never would have bet on that. Uh, where are you playing at? Uh, it's a place in uh, North Raleigh called Wilmar. I don't know. Uh, so it's kind of it kind of sucks. It's one of the best bang for your buck courses out there. It's it's a pretty nice course, almost always in good shape. But in the like the family that owns it is like they've had it paid off for years. But at the end of the year, I found out that they're uh, they sold out to and the folks that own it, I think, are getting older. They sold out to this like developer. So it's going to they're tearing it up and it's going to be like a bunch of housing complexes and everything, which reminds me I needed to I have to make an addendum here to my good, the bad and the ugly, the ugly and the bad, because this was the thing I was most pissed off about recently. And Morgan already knows what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. Apple has announced they're moving to Raleigh, uh, putting a, a, a thing here. And I really I, I don't want them to even come near my city. Get the fuck out. Like, seriously, it's going to make housing prices go through the roof it's going to price people like me out of the city and i've been here almost nine years i don't want you coming nobody wants turning this area into a metro area uh, met- metropolitan area we we want to remain our spread out suburb with a small downtown a little area in north hills with a few bars and barbecue restaurants you're not welcome we don't, dude, we don't want your metro <laughs> dude that's gonna spider web out to like apex and fuquay exactly apple yeah, you're not like welcome I'd, I'd be lucky to buy a house in garner <laughs> yeah, this, the way it's going, yeah. So why don't, why don't you buy a house now and then That's watch cool. it go? Trying, we're looking. Watch it go to the moon or whatever the kids say these days. That's the problem. Is going to be the uh, not having twenty percent down and having to pay that mortgage is is a lot when you're a single income household. <laughs> give, give it about two years, and a, and a single <laughs> yeah. lot trailer in Garner is going to cost about four hundred thousand dollars. Pretty much. Anyways, I'm telling you, angle, your angle, your volume is down. All right, so Brad, what do you have going on this weekend for the weekend look at? You know, uh, I'm thinking it's going to be a nice little Saturday. Going to go to Home Depot, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, maybe get a little drunk with the ponies. I don't know. Uh, you know, we've got the 147th running of the Kentucky Derby this weekend. Um, Dustin knows this because uh, he's been to a few of uh, the the pre-derby parties that we used to have back in, in D.C., um, Let's put it this way. I used to have a rule where it was uh, one cigar per drink and DeBerry thought I was kidding. And then he came to the, the, the pre-derby party and was like, Oh, you're, you're not slowing down. You're just smoking a lot of cigars. And now I understand these are just straight alcohol and it's going to be a long day. Um, but yeah, we're, we're kind of continuing that tradition um, here in Kansas city um christine and i are gonna have some friends over um the house isn't quite where i wanted it to be so we're not really calling it a party but uh i bought enough liquor to kill andre the giant um so we're gonna just uh be placing bets and drinking juleps all day nice all right well that's a perfect segue into the anchor topic today where it's a weekend full of uh dudes and pastels girls and floppy hats and the fastest two minutes of the year the kentucky derby so <laughs> open things up here uh, to talk about this. Cause like I said, I'm going to go on and put on the record. I literally know next to nothing about the ponies. So I'm going to have to open it up to the floor here. So, um, I started getting into the, the Kentucky Derby and, and, and the horse racing, um, probably back in college. And it was, it started as just an excuse to, uh, drink some bourbon and have an event and have people over. And you're like, Oh, you know, let's just, let's just, we need an excuse to have a party. So why not just do this Kentucky Derby? And of course that first year you're like, okay, so when's the race? And you sit there and you're like, 
oh, wait, this is a whole you don't realize it's a whole day of betting and it's a whole day. And until until you actually get into it, you're like, OK, this is not what I originally thought. And um, so, you know. There's the fun of placing bets and 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 drinking juleps and, and the mint julep is the, the quintessential drink of of the Kentucky Derby. I know when you guys were talking about the Masters, um, you guys brought up the Azalea um, and I had to look that up and. I looked at Christina. I go, Ooh, this is uh looks like a pretty delightful cocktail. Um, but the, uh, the, the mint julep is, is the quintessential drink of the Kentucky Derby. Um, it is, uh, essentially you take mint, you crush it into the bottom of, of your, um, Derby glass. Um, you do an ounce and a half of Woodford, um, a little bit of simple syrup, crushed ice, and call it good and it is just fantastic i could drink them all the time um courses you know ryan said just give me a little brown liquor and and that's all i need um so this year's uh kentucky derby um it'll be run uh if i recall the call to the poll um is at and i've got to look at the time real quick and i apologize should have had it up in front of me uh, six six fifty seven uh, Eastern Time, um, but uh, coverage starts on on NBC at, at two thirty in the afternoon uh, Eastern Standard Time. So um, they actually start at uh, twelve Eastern Time um, on online on NBCSports.com. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of you'll hear the same horse stories. They talk about every single trainer, every single owner. Uh, they'll talk about previous winners. Uh, I have no idea if, um, Tara and Johnny are doing their little fancy hats and <laughs> what people are wearing routine that they have been known for, for these past couple of years. Um, but it's just kind of fun to, to watch. And, and for those who aren't familiar, um, the, the whole Derby week, um, you know, kind of kicks off. Um, it's been going on all week, but, the uh tomorrow is the oaks race um the oaks i want to say starts at uh, i think at 12 um eastern time and the oaks is for nothing but fillies so female horses um and so you know it's another good day of drinking and if you uh, are are not working um good day of drinking and and betting um you know there's some right now there's not a lot of uh how do I put this? Uh, there, there is a, 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 well, it's a central quality 14. Um, it's a two to one odd. Like it's, it's probably going to win. Now that being said, that same kind of junk happened last year. And, uh, I kind of lost some money when, um, one of the horses scratched right before the race. <laughs> so you and me both. <laughs> and I, I, I th- I'm pretty sure, Ryan sent you're the one who sent me the the Tiger King uh meme of I'm never gonna financially recover from this. And uh that's that's how I felt. However, I covered enough bets to make make it back. So I was okay. Um but yeah, if you're if you're looking for a sure thing, and by sure thing, I'm never saying that, but best odds, you're not gonna win a lot of money. It's two to one, um, but essential quality. Um some of the other prominent horses to watch 15 uh, rock your world 
number one, known agenda, and number nine, Hot Rod Charlie. Um, if there are folks that uh, don't care whatsoever and just want to throw money down for fun, um, Saint Hood, who's in the number five slot, um, he's a 50 to one odds. Uh, however, the number five spot has had 10 um, Kentucky Derby winner winning uh, winners out of that spot. It is the highest amount of, of any of the, the race uh, other slots. Um, for those that like to just bet on names, I'm sorry, Midnight Bourbon. I mean, how can you not yes. love that name? Uh, you know, I love uh, I love bourbons at midnight. Barry can attest to that. Um, but another one that you should look out for, it's not horrible odds, but not great odds. Um, it's it's uh, uh, Medina Spirit. I hope I'm so, saying that right. Uh, the trainer's Bob Baffert. Uh, you, if you've been watching the races, uh, ever, you know, who Bob Baffert is. He, he's known as the great white ghost. Um, he's got this just, uh, to bear, help me out. I'm sorry. I'm going to say Dustin. Cause I, I, I don't want to confuse anybody. Dustin, <laughs> what, what was the eastbound and down character that Will Ferrell played? Oh, uh, Ashley Schaefer. Ashley Schaefer, thank Which you. Which is based off a real person, and they filmed that in Wilmington at a car dealership of which it used to be a client of mine. Um, I don't yeah. want to say their dealership name because I don't want to piss off Pat, but but yeah, it was filmed in in that dealership. It was pretty cool. I well, used to live. I used to live next door to that dealership when they were filming. It was kind of cool. It's also across the street from Biddy and Bo's, which we've talked and about. My, yeah, my buddy, I spent a lot of time right next to the dealership, too, because my buddy lived in Colonial Park right next to yep. That's where <laughs> I lived, Criminal Park. <laughs> <laughs> but when you see Bob Baffert on television, your your immediate thought is Ashley Schaefer. Yes. He's got these oh, yeah. just giant reflective sunglasses, this just gorgeous white locks of hair that is just like slick back generally. And you're like, yep. Yep. That's, yep. that's the character. Um, but he has had so many Kentucky Derby winners. Um, and even, even long shots, he, you know, somehow pulls it out. Um, he's just a great trainer. So those are, those are kind of my hot takes. Um, you know, if we want to talk a little bit about betting, um, you know, you have your win place and shows, you know, uh, those are the easiest bets that you can get into. Um, Generally, what I'll try and do is is uh, stagger my funds. I don't. I will do, you know, a f- two to three horses, um, and I'll pick them in my head, and or you know, when I place bets, and I'll put, you know, I'm just using this as an example because I put a lot more money than this on there. But you know, I'll do ten to t- ten to pl- uh, to win, twenty to to place, and thirty to show. So. Even though they the payouts are lower, you're putting more money down so you can make things back. Um, you know, it's always fun to do your your trifectas um, where you pick one, two, three um, on the the winners. And um, what I love about that is you can you can sit there and you know there there's I'm kind of a math nerd, so I know that there are. You know, if you pick three horses, there's nine different combinations and nine different orders. And you just, you know, you put five dollars on each uh, trifecta down and, and call it good. You know, and then if they if they happen to hit in some order of those three, 
all right, you've made you've made a nice chunk of change. So uh, that's generally my betting philosophy. Um, but uh, then again, uh, don't take advice from uh, an economist. I'm going to tell you that right now. One of very or Dustin's heard this story before. Uh, I was on a trip with a bunch of economists. Uh, uh, Atlantic City and had someone tell me that the longer you play blackjack, the only thing that you could lose was um, $5 um, on betting because they kept doing math in their head with only one deck. And then I pointed that out and their whole entire algorithm just went out the door. So don't always trust economists on on betting. (laughs) Especially you in a casino. Those guys got that shit figured out. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be a great weekend. Um, you know, I I love the Derby. It's just with it being the first uh Saturday in May, it's it's like you just hit hit Derby day and you just go it's it's spring and summertime. You know, it's yep. sunny. You can relax. It's like you know, I was I was with my wife we were taking a walk today and it was like somebody just kind of flipped flip the switch and you just go, wow, it's like things are blue and green and colors are back in the world. It's not, you know, the ugly gray of winter. Uh, so, you know, we're, it's kind of that, that tradition. And, and unfortunately last year, uh, COVID took it away from us and we had to wait till September. And the only good thing about COVID was we just didn't have to wait as long for the next derby because it went from September to May. Um, I was able to find um, my commemorative uh, Woodford bottle. Um, Dustin knows this, and I think Ryan's seen my collection. Um, my wife and I have, we celebrate our, our anniversary in May. And for every year that we've been married, we've bought the Kentucky Derby um, commemorative bottle. And we've, we're, it's not built yet in the basement, but we're going to build some built-ins um, and so that we can display them in, a, in lines of one for every one, every year that we've been married. Um, it's a beautiful picture this year. I uh, wish I, I would have brought down the bottle to show you guys what it looks like. Um, it took forever to track it down. Um, you know, I thought last year was bad and, and how it was explained to me was um, over, you know, shocking when I say this. Over at the ATF, there's only like one or two people that approve all bottle labelings for liquor, and they have to get a special permit to, you know, uh, do their relabeling for this this bottle. And because COVID, everybody was working from home and things were delayed, so the bottle didn't even get produced until uh, late April, and, and it was hard to hard to find. Um, you know, now that I'm in Kansas, good lord. It, trying to find liquor is like, uh, you know, I, 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 the poor guys over at the liquor store down the street from me, I was calling once a week and I was like, do you guys have the bottle in yet, please? They're like, no, <laughs> we told you we'll order it. Just, just like stop calling. We'd, we'd really appreciate it. Um, and you know, I, I finally got it. I'm happy. It's, it's like, it's hard to explain, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I have to have this bottle for, for, to market for my wife and I. And like, that's once I found the bottle, it was like ton of bricks just got dropped off my shoulders. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, food menu. We're going to be simple this year. It's just going to be spiral cut ham and buttermilk biscuits and, uh, 
went to my favorite store, the restaurant Depot and, uh, bought some pub mix to, to have around. And so we're just eating, drinking and having a good old time. Nice. I mean, that sounds pretty wonderful. I wish you guys were here for it. That's, that's the yeah, worst yeah. part. Maybe, yeah. maybe one of these years we can all meet up for it. Come out there. Yeah. And do the barbecue trail. Exactly. No. There's so many. There's oh, go ahead, Dustin. About ten pounds heavier. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can speak to you know the the annual King uh, Derby party is awesome. Like I've I've been to it many many times. We've also done the pre Derby thing, which is a whole other event, state society event here in DC. But it we've had some fun times with it. It does kind of mark the beginning of spring, which is fun. Um, it's something I, I wouldn't call myself a fan of horse racing at all, but I have enjoyed uh, the the time I've got to spend with people and hang out and do these parties over the years. Um, and I also really enjoyed. Uh, I know, you know, we've I think believe we mentioned it on the podcast before, but me and Logan or me Morgan and Angle all went to Louisville in December a couple years back, and we actually went. Churchill Downs and it was one of those things that like Angle suggested it and I was kind of like nah, I don't know sure we'll go but we got to do a really cool tour we got to walk out through the tunnel we got to go out and just we got a really cool tour of the place we spent a lot of time there and I, I have a different little perspective of the race having done that now I never want to stand in that crowd I want to I want to be uh, a friend of someone who's really wealthy and sit in the suite I want to hang out with Tom Brady up in the suite. I don't want to be standing down there with the common folk. Hang out with Tom Brady in his fancy hat. I'm going to be with Julian Julian Edelman. (laughs) I want to hang out with Giselle. (laughs) Whatever. I will have to laugh. I was was talking with some colleagues on on the Senate side uh, today. And I said uh, said to him, I go, are you guys going to enjoy your derby recess? And they're like, what are you talking about? And I go, oh, it's, it's, it's Mitch McConnell's Derby recess. I go, there's always a recess uh, right right around the, the Derby so that he can go and do fundraising and, and people can go home. And, and they started laughing because they had never heard anybody refer to it that way. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's just, that's, it's a, it's a big event for him. Um, okay. Cocaine Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee you he will be at the Derby. Oh, man. It makes a lot of sense. It's a hell of a time. We should um, we should probably mention before we get too much further with Brett. Brett, you you've got some ties back to Capitol Hill and stuff like that. That's why some of these stories are coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I spent about uh, ten plus years working in the Senate. Um, not going to say bosses' names because it's just, yeah. I'm not. Gonna I was going to. Um, but uh, you know, I, I learned a lot. I've had a lot of fun. Uh, you know, you get to see how the sausage is made. Um, you know, I'll tell anybody, if you have the opportunity, uh, get up there, see a tour of the facility um, when they reopen it and have a drink at the Monocle. Um, it's a small bar that's on the Senate side, right next to the Capitol Police Department. Um, and it's it's a it's an institution. And I spent many, many nights there uh, sucking down perfect Manhattans and eating their seafood bisque soup. And they've got this rosemary bread that you just dip it in that, in that, that bisque. And you're like, oh, this is all I need 
Like it's just, it's relaxing. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know, um, a perfect Manhattan, um, it actually is a drink. It's not a, it's not a normal Manhattan. Um, and people, when, when I have asked them to make it in Kansas city, they, they, they kind of turn their nose until they try it. Um, it's, it's bourbon with equal parts, dry and sweet vermouth. And instead of having a cherry, it's a twist of lemon. And the reason why I do it is it cuts down on the sweetness. So you don't wake up with that sugar headache and sugar hangover. Um, but it goes down smooth. It's refreshing when it's, Oh God, it's good. And Joel, Joel and, and Jamie make it the best up there, uh, at the monocle. It's a hot tip for all you Americans out there looking to visit the capital sometime soon. It actually is something that people probably don't know about yeah. and would not find on their own. Yeah. I mean, I'd never heard of it. So I'd have to remember that next time I, I go up that way. It's on the union station side for all you Metro people there. We know Logan won't be on that though. That's right. The people's <laughs> cherry. <laughs> well, Dustin, oh, you man. You you were bringing up the Louisville trip. Is there is there anything else you wanted to mention? I mean, obviously we we circled around the Saturday night there. I yeah, I'm I'm I mean we we've talked a little bit about it on the show. I, I really enjoy our trip to that town. Um, we did a lot of fun stuff, but uh, Churchill Downs was a highlight, and I didn't expect it to be. Um, and it was it was a lot of fun. Um, it's it's a good place. I mean, like I never really spent much time in Kentucky, but I can understand why people uh, love it. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you want to add on to it, if there's something from that trip that you want to highlight, but I, I really do think that and Bob Seeger, two of the best parts about that whole trip. I, I'd even say that the Louisville Slugger, uh, I'd add that. Even, which was, was yeah. kind of fun watching them tell the stories about all the uh, baseball players that came, would come in and get their, uh, their bats sized up for them. I love that um, tour, but I'm still mad um, about this. You know how they give you the um, mini bat when yes, you uh, say this, <laughs> when you, when you go, they give you a mini bat and then they tell you, Oh, you can't um, take this in with TSA. So you should probably, um, so you'll have to check your bag. Well, um, I was, when I was there, I had a overnight, I couldn't, I was not going to pay money for that, for tiny little overnight bag to be checked. <laughs> I get through TSA and sure enough in the gift shop are those mini bats. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like you sell them past security. Like I could have just, you know, gone right through and you'll, you won't let me go through TSA with it, but I can purchase it right after I've gone through government at its finest folks right there <laughs> i walked through with it it's sitting on my shelf and i it was in my carry-on same <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well good for you <laughs> i think that just airport in DC. i think that just speaks to the uh to brett's point though of the efficiency of government <laughs> <laughs> i just forgot we weren't supposed to bring it through so uh I well, what my you got the uh, blanket when I was sleeping overnight in the airport? <laughs> <laughs> there was problems with picking you guys up too. From what I remember, I went to a Susto show the night before and may or may not have slept in the rental car. And the bad part of it, uh, 
because I didn't want to drive back to my hotel. And then I may or may not have asked Dustin in without meaning to, to catch an Uber uh, to my hotel, which I then had to uh, follow them back to the hotel from where I had fallen asleep. We'll leave that for another comment at another time. At least the keys weren't in the ignition. Um, oh, Susto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've seen Susto play with uh, American Aquarium. Yeah, we did in Raleigh. Before this goes too far off track, uh, to go back to the Louisville trip, uh, we did go to the Brown Hotel. That's the other thing I'll bring up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went to the Brown Hotel for the, uh, the lobby. There's a couple different fun things. Uh, I talked about the movie Elizabethtown in the past. Uh, a lot of that movie is filmed at the Brown Hotel. So I wanted to go there. There's a famous Leonard Skinner scene um, where the cover band's playing and the bird lights on fire and the whole thing. Uh, look it up if you haven't seen the movie. It's a good movie. About dealing with your dad and stuff like that. Anyways, uh, that's where the original Hot Brown sandwich is from. And that's a sandwich that's from uh, Hot Brown being from the Brown Hotel. Uh, we didn't have one there. I actually ended up going out to this other place called Captain's Quarters, which is out in Louisville. It's uh, on the river, I want to say. It's a really cool little spot. But uh, I figured I'd give half a mention since we talked about the mint julep. We can talk about the hot brown. Uh, the hot brown is one of my favorite sandwiches, but if you have gout, I would not recommend eating this thing. <laughs> no. Speaking from experience? I, I did not. If you guys remember, I had cherry juice, which helps with gout, in the room uh, that weekend when you guys came out because I knew I was going to be experiencing the brown liquor and the hot brown sandwiches. So I was, I was prepared. <laughs> A uh, uh, hot brown is an open-faced sandwich of turkey breast, or sometimes they put ham and bacon in there for being extra special. It's covered in creamy Mornay sauce, and it's baked until the bread is kind of crispy on the edges, and the sauce kind of begins to brown, which is where it gets its name from. Um, I'll probably find a picture of it and put it on the Facebook page. Uh, cheddar cheese or American cheese top this thing off, and sometimes they put tomatoes or mushrooms or something else in there. I mean, this thing is... is a, it's, it's a thing of beauty. It's the perfect thing to have if you've had maybe a seven highballs or so of, of brown liquor watching your favorite ponies and and losing some money so uh bring it all back to that also uh it's nice uh you can get this this kind of hot brown this kind of big old sandwich it, it goes really well with seersucker when it's all over your pants um and the mud from the track so uh that's a that's a kentucky gentleman's suit if i've ever seen anything a bunch of hot brown on your shirt with some mud on your on your cuffs down by your shoes and yeah um and the only reason I bring that up is because a couple years ago, I think it was when I was at your house, Brett, was when they had Dale Earnhardt Jr., right? Yeah. And he came yeah. out and he had never experienced it before. And he was walking around with Rutledge Wood, who often does NASCAR, but also does the Twin Spires coverage, the, the Derby coverage. And uh, he, I think I was listening to his podcast and he said like he was wearing a pair, of, I don't want to say if they were Jordans or whatever. And he didn't realize that the track was going to be so muddy and they were going to have to walk around the track like with the horses to like go to the, to, to the gate. And so he got real concerned about his shoes. And so they had to end up getting him like another pair of shoes and like this whole thing. It was like this whole debacle because it was raining that day. And there's so many different like connection points I could go with, like back to like, whether it was uh, hanging out with you and Dustin down in Arlington that one time or Morgan, I know there was a time in 2012 when I won money on the Kentucky Derby and it was Cinco de Mayo and we all went out to, Oh, what was the Mexican restaurant? And um, and over by the uh, Lowe's by Racine. Anyways, the bill was on me because I won a bunch of money. I actually looked it up to see. Brett, you were talking about betting. I won the trifecta, which paid out fifteen hundred and thirty-two dollars and eighty cents. 
because I bet on I'll have another Bodemeister and Dolahan in that order, thinking that the Baffert horse of Bodemeister would. It's the only time I've ever really won any money on the Kentucky Derby. And when, uh, let's just say in 2012, I did not need to have $1,500 in my pocket. Um, so uh, especially not on Cinco de Mayo. So we, uh, we ended up, uh, I think, if I remember correctly, I ended up getting kicked out of this establishment. I can't remember the name of it because my girlfriend at the time leaned on me while I was sitting on a table and all the salsa and chips and everything went all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, sir, you, you have to leave. And I was like, well, if, I mean, I'm, I'm clearly rich. You can't throw me out. <laughs> that, that didn't go very well. So there's all sorts of fun Kentucky Derby stories I can tell, but I don't know. Where do you guys I, I love it every year because I've just taken my winnings and just kept them in twins buyers. And yeah, so yeah. it's always fun. Um, and the funny thing was the other day I, I logged on when I was in a zoom call um, uh, for work. And even my friend, he, he, he noticed my face like go, Oh hell, that's all. That's all. It was, it was kind of a shock when you opened up your, your twins buyers account and you're like, Wow. Uh, guess I could have just, you know, I always make the joke of like, Virginia, we're pay, we're pay, we're betting on the ponies because uh, this is your college money. And you're like, damn. Uh, well, kid, you, you, you've got a nice little nest egg for college right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just I just forget about it. And I know that sounds stupid, but it's like one, it's easy to play with house money. And two. Mm-hmm. I don't get slapped with the uh, cap gains if I, if I leave it in there. So, you know, I'll wait until the next administration before I try and uh, take money out. I don't want to pay those cap gains heights. (laughs) (laughs) So who was it? Who was, what was the name of the horse that won last year again? I forget. Oh God. Um, Let me look it up because I'm blanking. Yeah. I, 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 can we look up the horse who scratched and cost me and Brett money? <laughs> See, yeah. I, sh- I should know the name of the horse because uh, a coworker of mine, her family has like a very, very small percentage of ownership stake in that horse. And she oh. was telling she was telling us all about it, saying, you should bet on this horse. And I was like, I've never gambled really on Authentic. anything in my life. What was that? Authentic. Authentic was, That's right. was the one who won. Yeah. And trained by Baffert, who we talked about earlier, the Will Ferrell guy. And the one that scratched, there were two that scratched. It was Thousand Words and King uh, Guillermo. And I'm pretty sure my wife, it was Thousand Words that screwed us over. Yeah. Or was it? No. Uh, yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it was Thousand Words. Because. Was it? I know Max Player was a big deal. Oh well, we're well. Max Player, I don't remember. I think it was yeah. a thousand words. I think it was a Bob Baffert horse. Yeah, then it was Bob, Then it was a thousand words, and God, that just that killed me. But and, and the bad was that I gave money to my wife, and she she's the one who uh, bet 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 the farm on him. <laughs> Logan, and now that you're bringing it up, I remember you saying that because we yeah. haven't done a podcast about the Derby, even though we had the podcast during the Derby last year. And I'm yeah. 
oh, we should bring that up. Like, yeah, because it, it was cool because like, like I said, I'm not a gambler. Like I've really, outside of buying a few lottery tickets here and there, I've never really, I've never gone to a casino. I've never gambled. Um, so it was like, I was just like, I, I'm kind of averse to doing anything with betting. And, but she was just like, you should throw some money on it, telling everybody in the office. And I was like, you know what? I'll throw 50 bucks, hundred bucks on it. And then I didn't do it at the last minute. And now, then I was like kicking myself. I was sick. I was like, I could have made some money on this for no reason. First time gambling. <laughs> you know, I like gambling, but I know I suck at it. And so it's one of those things where it's like, if I, you know, the, 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 the last time I was in Vegas and, and the only time I had set a, set a side of a, a, a pool of money for it. And when I left, I had a good time. Don't get me wrong. We went during tournament time. We were doing a lot of sports betting and stuff like that. But you walk out and you're like, damn, I could have bought a new pistol for instead of, you know, just have, I mean, it was, it was a fun weekend. You just like, after it's gone, you're like, man, I could have, could have bought something that was going to stay with me. Um, but you know, I, I like, I like the horse races. I like sports betting. Don't give me the table games. Cause I'm just going to throw my money away. Hey, I can really, I can relate to, uh, wasting a little bit of money, but that's a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big gambler either. I don't care to throw my money away. Who? All right. So we're going around the horn. Who are we going to take? I'll, I'm happy to pick one, and I have a ridiculous reason why, but I'm going to do it anyway. I like Hot Rod Charlie because the owners of Hot Rod Charlie were on the Marty Smith podcast this past week. And to make a connection here, it was five dudes who played football together at Brown, and then they just keep connected, decided to buy a horse, and they did that three or four horses ago. So they've had they made some mistakes on it, but I'm thinking maybe the five of us should go in on a horse together. I'm sure we got that kind of cash. I mean, it's, yeah. it'd be it'll be my first gambling experience. So I'm down. <laughs> I ride Charlie though. That's the takeaway. I'm calling. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Brooklyn Strong mainly because of I saw that name and then thought of my wife who's a new job with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, why not? I'll take it. That's a good connection. If, if I was a, if I was a pick two, my second one would, would be Borbonic. No, you can't do that. You get one pick. I'm making up the rules right now. <laughs> As I, I go. As is the miserable and reckless way. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> Morgan, I think you and I are the only ones to get that reference. But <laughs> and, and, and oh, okay. Angle actually does now. All right, y'all can hear me. Great. Cool. As usual, I had audio problems. I've been trying to talk for the last two minutes. That's fine. <laughs> I saw I saw your mouth moving, but Morgan was going, and I was just like, oh, well. Might have to just knock him out of the call here. No worries. Uh, what, Dustin, you're, you're making up rules now? Because I, I picked three horses. One, no, you get one pick. All right. Well, then I'm taking Medina Spirit, because I always bet on the Baffert horse. Uh, the problem with that is that, uh, he, he's never finished what less than second in the five races he's run. But the problem is that he lost to rock your world. Who's the fifth in the gate 15. 
and it's yeah. a five and one uh, pick. Medina Spirit's fifteen to one. You can make some money on that. Uh, look, the only other thing, Morgan, I figured you were going to pick the Brooklyn one, so I'm glad you said that. Midnight Bourbon, we covered. That's a great name, twenty to one. The only one other one that hasn't been covered that I think needs to be talked about, especially on this podcast, that I'm going to be cheering for is Soup and Sandwich. That's the name of a horse. I'm big in on soup. I'm big in on all sorts of sandwiches. 30 to 1. Yes, please. I'll take those odds. 30 to 1. Come on. You sound like a basic white girl going to uh, Panera for lunch. You you and my wife can have soups and sandwiches together. (laughs) I was watching watching an episode of, I don't know, one of these shows where they invest in a business or whatever, and the guy literally ran a soup business. And I like wrote it down. I was like, well, of course it went terrible, right? So like, it's not in existence anymore. But I was like, oh, we need to go to Milwaukee just to go to the guys, this guy's soup restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> soup and sandwich. That was my other one. But my pick for the podcast is Medina Spirit. I already <laughs> stated on, on betting stuff about if you're going with names, uh, Midnight Bourbon, um, that, that might have been. But for the pod, I mean, I have to say it. Like the king. I mean, Jesus Christ, my last name's <laughs> King. Like, you got to pick that one. All right. So I think that uh, just because it, it, when I first read it, it reminded me of a Brooks and Dunn song, uh, Rock My World, Little Country Girl. I'm going to go with Rock Your World. Looks like they're at a solid five to one odds, too. So Rock Your World's my pick for the pod. All right. Is Manda is Mandaloon in the Seven Gate? Is that supposed to be some sort of Mandalorian reference too, or, or what, what? What is that? Do we no know? idea. Right. I've never heard of a Mandaloon or Mandalown or whatever. So, Morgan, you're the comic book nerd. So why don't you explain it? <laughs> well, Morgan's audio just went out for a second. But. <laughs> Probably for that was not our three second delay for the curse words. He was hurling at Brett for that comment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Is there any, is there anything else that we need to cover for people out there who may not have any clue why they should tune into a horse race? I mean, we've covered the track itself. I, I don't know that we were, you mentioned this, Dustin. I don't know that we were like supposed to be going the way that we went because I feel like they made a big deal about the fact that we, you know, Morgan, they you said know. it wasn't a normal tour that the uh, walking, I think, walking through the tunnel or something was not like a normal tour. Yeah. So it was, and I forget why they said that we had to do that. We were down in Victory, Victory Circle, is that what it's called? Victory Lane, <laughs> NASCAR reference, <laughs> right? Um, we did actually forget something that's kind of cool um, just from a history aspect. Um, they've got the first um, black jockey that um, yep. will be competing. And it's, I want to say it's been since 2013 is the first time that they've had somebody, but you know, it, it's been really long time since they had black jockeys and historically the, the Originally, that was predominantly all the jockeys were black. Um, I did hear an interesting story about the the um, uh, the the jockey. Um, apparently, his father got kicked out of 
horse racing. Um, and it was in a, I think it was a Kentucky Derby. Don't, don't quote me on this one. Um, but his father, it was so foggy. Uh, and this is back before they, they did the, the video of it. Um, and this horse basically like hid, um, in the fog and won by this huge length of, of, uh, in front of all the other horses and everybody was kind of like, why is this horse not like winded? And that's how they figured out that he, his, his, um, his dad had been banned for like two or uh, eight years from horse racing because they pulled that stunt to win. And it, it may not have been the, um, Kentucky Derby, but, but that's what happened to get his, his father kicked out for a while. I thought that was a funny story. Interesting tie-in. That's cool. I didn't know that. I got to say, after talking about the Kentucky Derby on this podcast has got my interest mainly for three things. And I'm going to go on and tell all of our female listeners I'm going with this phrase because it's it for the alliteration. But it's got bourbon, betting, and broads and floppy hats. So count me in. <laughs> and, and it's only two minutes. You can do all those things leading up to the two minutes and then it's over. There is something to that for sure. I remember when I was at Brett's, I think. Uh, with you, Dustin and Jenny uh, was on her bachelor trip. Is that right? Yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the girls were all in Austin together. And I remember like us going back and forth, or texting them, or FaceTiming them, or whatever. At some point in time, and they're like, "Are you all like?" I, I believe the idea was more or less like, "Are you all still like waiting around for like the race to start?" And we we're like, "Yeah, it's very important. It's very important." Like, obviously, Tina, your wife, Fred knows, and Jenny knows as well. But like, I remember like it was like. It was almost like a okay, well, like suit yourselves, and it was like actually we will. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of like the two minutes or whatever, it was like I remember it was just like so. Did you win anything? And it was like radio silence. Like <laughs> we're not going to communicate anymore. <laughs> so there's this whole huge buildup, and then there's two minutes, and then it's just like oh well, I guess I'll go to my Twin Spires account and check and see how poorly I did. <laughs> You know, but it's, it's, it's tradition. It's being around friends and family. Um, you know, it's the tradition of the the race and the, the, the Churchill Downs itself. It's, you know, we're sharing these stories about events and times. And, you know, I, I can remember that, you know, it was, I think Jenny's bachelorette party. I was, I was pulling my hair out because it was the first weekend. Oh, that Christina was away and I was with Virginia. Um, by myself and I was sorry, I'm going to use the language scared shitless and um, you know, DeBerry and, and, and angle both came over and it was like, finally, I'm not alone. And, you know, we're, we're, we're listening and watching the race and like here, I had to keep it quiet so that we're not disturbing her. But at the same time, like we're also keep, you know, getting, getting the liquor in us and you get a little louder and a little louder and, you know, then she's what then she wakes up and wants to watch the ponies with us. And, you know, every year on, on Friday, uh, the Oaks, like we've taken a picture together of she and I, and, and both wearing our pink and, you know, it's, it's, she gets excited now for, she's like, Oh, we're watching the ponies today. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's the, those moments that make it, you can start those traditions with your family and with your friends and, and keep them going on. Oh, and Morgan's fifty to one uh, pick wins the whole race. And I don't know what are we doing. 
then if Morgan's pick wins, then Dustin and Ryan have to sit down and watch all 23 MCU movies in order. No, I'll never <laughs> agree with that. I'm out. They're, I'll quit they're the not that bad. They're pretty good. They're actually really damn good, but we've okay. had this discussion on this podcast. Dustin and Ryan are not fans. Morgan and I are, are big fans. Yeah, I know. Dustin, if I recall, is more of a Lord of the Rings kind of person. Yeah, nerd. I, yeah. <laughs> I do like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You can just go hang out with your precious and, you know, whatever. <laughs> a whole a whole movie of walking in the woods and throwing a ring in fire. Have fun. <laughs> I took three movies to throw it in the fire. Clearly, you haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> if it took that long of a walk through the woods, you know, maybe they were, maybe they should have grown a little taller and had a little, uh, found a different way to get there faster. Yeah, it seems like they were more lost than Kane Brown on his own property. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I guess that wraps up the uh, anchor topic with a little bit of derby talk this week. Throwing it into everyone's favorite topic every single week. It's as mysterious as the lunch meet in the cafeteria in the 1980s. Morgan's Cancel Corner. (laughs) How's everybody doing? Welcome back to... Another rousing episode of Morgan's Cancelled Corner. Cancelled. So this week I've decided, um, you know, technology has advanced pretty well the last 30, 40 years. And it's been pretty great for some things and some people, you know, mainly I think it's done well for uh, the medical field. But that's about where I'm going to leave it at because... I was just thinking about the other day, people talking about new new albums coming out. I used to love back in the day when you'd have to go cross town to your favorite CD store to, to get the record or the cassette tape or the CD. You know, for me, I had to drive 30 miles to Danville from my hometown because all we had was a Walmart with the uh, the censored CD. So I had to go drive 30 minutes to that small mom and pop store to get a the, the regular CD. Um, technology for me just advanced too much you know it eliminated a lot of things that you know we used to love doing you know now instead of going to the video store that you can stream everything on your tv you know i for one used to love going to blockbuster or the video den friday night getting a movie bag of popcorn you know you never knew if the movie was going to be there you'd have to have plan b c d and even e you know in case those movies weren't there <laughs> logan oh. is showing us a blockbuster membership card right now america yeah. he still has one every, i keep it in my wallet to remind me of the old days everything's at your fingertips you know if, if the game's not on tv you can just open up your phone and google it you know back in the day you had to wait for the newspaper to come out the next day and find out if your team won depending on if you were in the same city as, as the game was playing uh taking road trips you know now you just plug in gps into your phone and and it tells you every turn to take, whereas back in the day, you had to print off your Google Maps or uh, you had the road roadmap booklet in your car. So for me, it's technology. I think I'm going to cancel technology, not as a whole, but for the most part. I'd like to go back to the old days. Except for Zoom and podcasts. They exactly. can say everything advanced, else is gone. Advanced technology has, has allowed this to happen. I, I do <laughs> understand that. And our podcast platforms where you can find this wonderful podcast. Uh, Morgan, I got a suggestion for you. If you haven't seen it, 
check out Netflix's The Last Blockbuster. Um, it's it's a really good documentary about and it's it, it and it talks about kind of your feelings especially and it's about the 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 blockbuster as a whole and their collapse and then how it happened and yes there there were some netflix did help solidify things but there were some bad business decisions in general um but they had a couple independent um i want to say it was eugene oregon um was the last blockbuster and they um they kept the whole community was you know that was their kind of their ideas of like yeah we gotta we gotta go the the whole friday night experience of just going down to the store and it was interesting to, to listen to the owner talk about how she goes and survives and essentially what she does or what she would do was she'd go to Walmart and literally buy out all of their copies of their movies so that they could have new releases and just put them in the, 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 um, blockbuster boxes, but they had, you know, Kevin Smith was in there. There's some other individuals that used to work at blockbuster and they talk about a lot of the things that you mentioned. And it was, yeah, not to sound like a bunch of, uh, uh, millennials pining for the past, but, uh, it uh that's that's exactly um it, it's a great documentary um i'll have to check it out but yeah, yeah. as i was thinking about it i was thinking about the uh the movie the shawshank redemption brooks made the comment the uh, the world wouldn't got itself itself in a big damn hurry <laughs> it it reminds me of uh travis Tritt's brand new single he just released where the the hook and the song he's like you know everyone says we've come a long way but i think we've gone a little too far back when things moved a little slower and you could still smoke in a bar. Every, everything just seemed a lot more mysterious back in the day. Now, everything being at your fingertips, it's just, what's, what's the point? What's, you know, there's no mystery anymore to what's, that, what's outside your front door. Yep. I guess maybe that's what they're trying to do, just keep you from going out your front door and just sitting on your couch and doing nothing. Well, and I, uh, hell, I, when I was in an office, people used to make fun of me because I still get Netflix discs. And they were like, wow, you're so old. You're getting discs. Like, you know, you can stream now. And I'm like, yeah, genius. I can, I still can stream. I just choose to have the discs because when I want the new release, I get the new release. Or, you know, say there's a movie that I've just been loving. I'm use, I'm going to use Tombstone, even though I've got like four different copies of it, you know. <laughs> If if I need a copy of Tombstone, I can have it delivered to my house in two days. Like yeah. it's just, yeah, I loved I loved it. I didn't even I didn't even realize that Netflix still did that. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. If you move to a retirement community, you'll you'll see a bit more of that. Thank you, appreciate it. I'm, so I'm checking in, it. checking in next week. So we've brought it back to Margaritaville. <laughs> like it. That's good entertainment right there. You bring it back to the beginning. That, that does it for another episode, rousing episode of Morgan's Cancelled Corner. Tune in next week. Same cancelled time, same cancelled channel. Cancelled. Cancelled. <laughs> I like it, Morgan. Good work. All right, well, Brett, we appreciate you coming on, man. Like, I, uh, you definitely gave me a lot more information on the Derby than I knew before, and I actually am more interested now than I did before, so I guess that's... uh. Hopefully our listeners will feel the same. Well, guys, thanks again for the invite. I've, uh, as I told uh, Dustin, 
you know, I, I felt bad getting late to the party on this. I, I, you know, I knew you had country and cold cans podcast and, and I had no idea that, that, you know, I kept seeing this miserable and reckless and, and, you know, then one day I was like, Oh wait, it's a podcast. Oh wait, Dustin's on it. And Ryan and Logan and Morgan, like, uh, okay. And it was just one of those things of, especially since moving back, I was, it was like, I, I mean, I was laughing with, I think Dustin was, I was like, yeah, I'm on episode such and such. What the hell is Jenny thinking with this? Like, and I would, I would say things like that to him, but he's, you know, and, and it, it took me a while to get caught up, but it's nice to like be a part of this. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, to me, it's, it's a highlight. I've told, I've told Dustin this, but it's like, we have a routine on Saturday morning and it's, I get up and I run errands with Virginia and I look in the car and I'm like, guess what? We're going to listen to uncle DeBerry this weekend or today. And she goes, okay. Sometimes she'll go, I want music. And I go, I don't care what you want. I'm the driver. We're listening to miserable and reckless, but it's, it's really been a joy to be on here with you guys, uh, see your faces and, 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 and having me on. I, I really appreciate it. It's been fun. Um, anytime you guys want me back, I, I can, I can pontificate like the best of them. So. We, gotta do, we gotta do a barbecue episode. Agreed. But Brett, I gotta say, <clears throat> you uh, almost made me feel bad now. Now that I know Virginia listens, like some of the language and things I've said on this podcast. <laughs> uh, He's heard worse. Uh, also, I don't, I don't censor music in front of my kid, and I think she's probably. <laughs> there's a photo of her from today at daycare where she's like this. And I've taught her, I want to rock. Um, and she does the voice where I just go, I want to rock. And she goes, rock. And like from the, from the back. So yeah, she's, you know, she listens to tech nine, you know, despite her, her, uh, my, my mother's disapproval. Um, yeah, she, she listens to just about <laughs> everything and Let's face it. Uh, I, I've kept my mouth pretty uh, pretty tame uh, on on this episode. Deberry knows that that I can I, I swear swear with the best of them. So uh, trust me, she's she's heard it. And in the words of uh, Ari Gold, I, I generally whenever I have a rant, I just look at her and go, "Only Daddy speaks that way." Oh, man. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on again. So for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. And this week, Brett. And we will see you next time. <laughs>